so therefore I could not. <laughs> eh. Now there's a bunch of Pop-Tart crumbs on my thighs. Okay. Are you doing an Oompa Loompa dance? I guess so. Okay. <laughs> What's that for? I don't know. Originally, oh. I was just being silly for a second, and then I was like, man, my arm kind of like feels that. So I was letting my arm feel it. Yeah, I get that, that good stretch in. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yep. Start it with morning stretches. Ugh. Ooh, and today's leg day at the gym, and I'm excited. Ooh. Leg day's my favorite day. Ugh. Hey, pals. Hey, buddies. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the Hybel study. study. The only time where the terms God and stoned actually lead to a good time. If you haven't listened before, awesome. We are a couple of former Christians. And what we like to do here is hash out what more realistically could be happening in these Bible stories. And ultimately what these characters might have been experiencing while living through all of this. Because we still know that there are great spiritual takeaways in this big book. But those have been muddled in way too much dogma for 2,000 years now. So, feel free to get your Bibles out, follow along. Or like in church, just listen and take our word as fact. Her name's Mary, my name's Justin. Now that that's out of the way, what you having today? Did you just have more mystery? More mystery? Or did you know what you had today? Oh, yeah, I had more mystery. <laughs> Jeez. I, that's literally, except for flour that I have left, is just a bunch of mystery. Because it's just a bunch of pyramids and they don't have the labels on the container. Yeah, a lot of them don't. I was going to plan to have bonkers earlier. Ooh. But then you caught me. After I just, like, took a walk around and, yeah, good old God's gift again. There you go. It's really hot in here, so I gotta get my hair up. Imagine. It's it's hot everywhere. Yeah. It's sticky. But I thought it was unbearable. Unbearable. But, yeah. <laughs> That's fair. I guess maybe it's more humid up there or something. The wind was cool enough that it felt good, but it still felt warm. That makes sense. It was solid. Yeah. I liked it. I didn't know I was sweating until I stood up and my thighs were dripping. <laughs> Sweet, we got that rolled up nicely. That means it's time we refer to the Bible. Our current study follows a possible chronological order of Jesus' ministry throughout the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. This is episode number 16. Now let's start this by remembering what happened last time. Oh, it was the. There's the blind guy. Uh, he follows your two blind guys follow Jesus and his crew and they beg for him to heal them. Yeah, there were two, but it really only talked about the one. Um, <laughs> uh, like after some questioning of his faith uh, and his abilities, Jesus heals him and he tells him to keep it a secret on the DL. And the guy doesn't. He just tells everybody. Oh yeah, and then the then there's a mute man who's possessed, oppressed. I don't know. They're kind of used interchangeably here. He was brought to Jesus, and right in the middle of all of these crowds and all these people, Jesus just casts out this demon, and this mute man can talk again. I actually don't have notes for the thing, so. I can't remember the third thing. I think I remember the fourth. Oh, the third thing. That that was, like, because he's back in his town, and, like, everyone was, like, not believing him, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, the fourth thing is uh, the story of Herod killing John the Baptist. Oh, yes, that's right. That's right. Yeah. JB, he done gone. <laughs> He's gone. <laughs> that and like Herod wanting to meet Jesus now. Yeah. Yeah, that's its own thing. Holy cannoli. 
Okay. So then you get to go on the first part. Yeah. First section today is Matthew chapter 14, uh, verse 13 to 21. Mark chapter 6, verse 30 to 44. Luke chapter 9, verse 10 to 17. And fans of John, he's back. John chapter 6, verse 1 to 14. Woo, John's back. We're going to hear quite a bit from him today. Don't get used to it. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) He's like, I'm just going to throw a bunch at you right now. And then that's going to have to hold you over for a while. Was there one of them that like you like really wanted to do? Honestly, I think I do want to do section one. Yeah? Yeah. I got... Okay. I have a lot of notes on that one. (laughs) And this is like, what, one of the only or maybe the only story that they all have talked about at once? Yeah, seriously. Go for it. So this one was a bit because um, we did hear from Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. So usually we only hear from three of them. Um, But yeah, this time we're going to hear about how Jesus fed 5,000 with five loaves of bread and two fish. I'm sure you guys have heard this story. If you're here listening to this, I'm I'm certain with the story. (laughs) Um, But Jesus, you know, he's he's trying to get some alone time. Mark and Luke kind of went into it explaining like Jesus and his disciples have been um, you know, working really hard and they've been helping all of these people and they've been so overwhelmed they haven't even like the chance to eat. So, you know, Jesus tries to sneak them out and get them on a boat <laughs> and across the sea. But people saw them <laughs> trying to sneak out and they recognized him and they were like, shit, we gotta beat him to the other side. So they ran by foot and they were there waiting for him. But yeah, so so Jesus and his disciples, his crew they uh they get on the ship and they head over there. They're greeted with all of these people who saw them and ran over there. Mm-hmm. So they they meet him there. Um, he heals all the sick people. You know he gives them compassion because he's like you know I can't blame them. They're they're these sheep. They're flocking to their shepherd. Can't blame all these people for flocking to this super neat guy. Uh, I think this is now like the the time where he's most open with the god complex yeah yeah oh yeah i agree yep so he heals their sick and he's talking to them he's teaching them after a while it starts getting kind of late and they're in a desolate area so his disciples are like hey we should you know tell these people to go buy themselves some food they need to eat (laughs) they can't get shit out here And Jesus is like, uh, why don't you feed them? And they're like, okay, you want me to just go buy $200 worth of food for them? Like, is that what you want me to do? And, uh, so, you know, Jesus is like, how many, how many loaves of bread do we have? You know, go check and find out, okay, they have five loaves of bread. They've got two fish. That's all the food they have. Bring it to them. And Jesus, uh, says, fuck that, hold my beer. As he looks up to the heavens, and uh, then he starts breaking the bread up, and he sends the disciples out to go give it to the people, which forgot to mention. Apparently, he commanded the people to sit down in the grass, which commanding seems like such an extreme word for that scenario. So that just yeah me a little wrong. Um, <laughs> but you know, he he's got the people sitting in groups, so it's a little easier to disperse the food too. And uh, he has the disciples going out and handing out the food and 
So after everyone's, you know, done eating, the disciples take baskets out to go collect whatever's left. And there's 12 baskets full of stuff. So they, they each got a whole basket full. And everybody's had their fill <laughs> and they're satisfied. Uh, and so, you know, of course, this is just some big, huge miracle. Honestly, I want to know what ha- I want to know what really happened. I don't really know. Yeah, I have a couple ideas. You have a couple ideas. Yeah, your next note is well. Oh, um, Matthew verse twenty-one. It's you know talking about this. This all fed five thousand men, besides women and children. Does this mean that the women and children aren't included in the five thousand? Uh, yeah. And why? Um, honest, a lot of words and a lot of setup here. <laughs> it, it, easy. It's it sounds like an army like um staging zone or something so it makes sense that it's only talking about the men like if there was just aside women and children like it would then because they there wasn't enough otherwise when everyone tries to count it there are like see because they only say men so that must mean there's actually like twenty thousand people or something oh boy well and i don't that's a lot of people for that area that long ago I think the simpler solution to why it says 5,000 men besides women and children is that this book was written in a very patriarchal time, and (laughs) it shows frequently, and it's small little things (laughs) like this all over the Bible that point towards men are superior to other humans. Like, it's that kind of indoctrination that happens when you're, you're raised in Christianity, even if you're not raised in it, but... You see it most often when you are raised in it. And even if you can outwardly say, no, of course men aren't superior. We're all equals. If you read this and you believe this and you believe that this book is infallible, you believe that those are God's words and that it's not corrupted by man, which means it wouldn't matter if it was a patriarchal society. That would have no impact on it because it is the word of God. It's no no tie to time i guess or era if it's god's word which means you either agree with this men are superior verbiage that's spread throughout the bible and you believe that that's what god believes or this book is flawed (laughs) so i mean then where else is it flawed you know I have this image of, you know, the Animaniacs Capitals song? Uh, no, not by heart. Well, I mean, you know of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it's that, but instead of all the capitals, it's all the flaws of the Bible. That could be a whole ass song. Mm, okay, you get to work on that. Okay. <laughs> I'll find a quartet to perform it for me. Mm-hmm. Well, no, this is... This is a very like troublesome part on that because it's something else we know about that area. There's a lot of the languages within their grammar, words are masculine or feminine. Simple explanation was the these writers, you know, say men like it was just a word that meant everybody. But later, when it was translated in the Renaissance, medieval, whatever whoever was translating took took that men to heart like oh yeah just the men and so and matt was the only one that really drove home like this is five thousand men besides the women and children mark luke john they just say men 
They could be just men, or it could be one of these masculine words taken to the extreme. So that could definitely be an easy explanation. It's like it was it's changed, even. Which makes it flawed. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Um, just um, another note saying it's no wonder America is so full of sexist, entitled men and thoughtless, passive women. That's one reason it's so scary to see separation of church and state becoming obsolete here. The more Christianity imposes itself into the government, the more rights anyone who is not a wealthy, straight, cis, white male loses. That was another reference to the 5,000 and the women being excluded. <laughs> I see why you wanted to do this one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, okay. Now, now to go back to I, what gave some confusion last time um, with, with the Herod stuff, because it, it's presented in this chronology and in there as, as a flashback, but... And I was like, oh, just looking up like extra stuff for this story. And it's like everyone was really sticking with only Matt saying that this is happening right after John the Baptist died. So shouldn't this be much earlier? Huh. If that if everywhere else is like really taken to that, then, uh, then that's this should be earlier in his thing. And then, Interesting. Yeah. See, that's what really throws me off is because mm -hmm. I don't fully understand where John the Baptist's death actually happens. Let's see. Um, John beheaded. That said, um, back in like Matthew 4, 4, Mark chapter 1. I don't know how many episodes in. Early. But very, yeah, it was very early. Yeah. That was like because, 10 chapters yeah. ago. <laughs> then they really glazed over him dying there. And then now it's... It, it was a thing. Yeah. Now we get to hear how it actually went down. Mm -hmm. All the dirty details. Ugh. Okay. So, JB's death was way, way, way ago. That was a flashback. So this either happened early on, or this is still chronological to what we were at before. Yeah, and there, Matt just has a, a weird beginning or something. Yeah. Matt always has a weird beginning. Also, can I point out, John, John, in in all of this, his order of events did not line up with the others. Not by much, but his order of events did not line up with the others. Hmm. I didn't catch that. I'll be interested to see what that is. I noticed it more in uh, in the second part, so mm -hmm. I'll, I'll mention that when you're done with that. But yeah. Yeah, and then this whole, it's making sense now, um, why Jesus hadn't sticking around home now is because it's, it's this Passover time. Yes. Oh, that was the other thing I forgot to actually make a note of, but I meant, <laughs> I meant to make a note of, yeah, that this was all happening at Passover. Okay. So then that makes sense. His other disciples would be like, well, I got to go back to my family or something. I don't know. Or did they follow mm -hmm. him? Because when they said he sent them away, he's just like, yeah, that's cool. Go for it. Yeah. Go do your thing. Be with your peeps. Okay, so yeah, I, I have some ideas on how it happened. Yes. But first, like, like um, uh, my Bible had a note about the, the $200 penny, whatever worth that they got was equivalent to eight months salary of this because they get a dollar a day. And I had like some conflicting things on if it was supposed to be, that's how much money they had on them. And like, uh, even if we spend all this money, it won't be enough. Or, like, 
it would take that much to feed all of them and they don't have it. So I'm not certain. This this whole thing was very strange to me, especially when they brought in the currency, because I did some some research. And uh okay, so first of all, first of all, the denarii, I think is how you say that. That's how um, I'd say it. Yeah. It's an ancient silver coin, um, originally worth ten asses. Um It's a lot of ass. Yeah, that is a lot of ass. <laughs> hmm. Okay. I think one would equal twenty bucks. One would equal twenty. Like, um, Wikipedia says in in twenty thirteen, one denarii would equal twenty bucks. There's there's just a lot of numbers to this story, so that really makes it feel like it's just trying to be a symbolism number things. Because I mean, the pay around that time for soldiers was two hundred denarii a year. Wow. All this number symbolism and like army feeling words i don't i was not getting the army vibe that you vibe no i mean even with the command part and then constant use of the word company and in companies of 50 and there's a hundred of them there's just that many people and it's just the men and now okay the the amount of money they're like how much they'd have was how much a soldier gets paid in a year and I, I know that's like all like the, the the worth of a denarii now, but I mean, if one of them could get you ten asses, then you know that that's quite a bit. So then that would have to be worth a lot. I, mm-hmm. but it, I think you can only get like twenty breads or something. Anyways, long point. I don't know. Um, <laughs> like it kind of sounds like that is the two fish and five bread are an assigned meal like that they can afford per person. Per day or something. I can I can see how you're tying that, like how you got that. I don't think that I would have ever gotten from that. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing though is because I never considered it to be just men, like actually just men, because you said besides the women and children, which makes me believe they're absolutely there. Mm-hmm. They're just not counted. And then and then that makes me believe like if they're not counted, like we have. It is just the multitude. A lot of times it is just the men talking, but that is just the everyone. Now we're just saying the men, then was there not a lot of women and children at this point? So like just with them at this area, because it was not for them. It would just be the ones that help cook or, you know, bandage up people and squires or whatever. Okay, but the crowd that was there was the people that were already on the other side that they were just talking to. They just ran over <laughs> just ran that's over. literally what is said <laughs> i i took that more as just like the again he went somewhere and the crowd still found him and i wasn't thinking it was like the same exact one well i mean in mark and in luke they they both talked about people in the town that he was that he was leaving mm-hmm. they're trying to get so away and into the desolate area from they see Jesus and his disciples leaving, and they run to meet him on the other side. That's what makes me think it's the same crowds. Like, it's the same people that have been following oh, him. Oh, uh, translated, like, um, when the people heard of Jesus left, they, they followed him on foot out of the cities. Jesus went forth and saw a great multitude. So that, there, yeah, I mean, sure, there's probably going to be some people from there. Yeah. But... It did. I think it'd be a mixed be, crowd. Like, a lot yeah, more. yeah. For sure. I just don't get army. <laughs> I can see oh. like through the other context. I'm just saying like I just I didn't see it that way. 
I didn't see it as just men, so I think that that was a vital part of me. Yeah. I'm just imagining, like, family, just a bunch of random bullets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so how I, how did he do it? Yeah, I want to know what the actual, like, what happened. Okay, well, f- the first hot take is, um, remember those, those pigs that uh, drowned? Maybe <laughs> they didn't drown. Maybe they got dehydrated turned into jerky yeah i mean they could have people were ready to get them after to pick them up out of the bar if they drowned or they just i mean that'd be a lot safer than uh letting them fall into your boat that's true that's true yeah that would make a lot more sense than uh you know having some pigs jump directly to your boat <laughs> <laughs> um okay that's that's that one and all of them you know they find they have five breads, two fishes. Uh, but John's the one that's like, a lad had it, and he brought forth it. So that's like, yeah. that was making me more think like, uh, these people do have to walk a while out there. If they're smart at all, they have some food and they can share. Let's see what we have and have a potluck. Oh. That's, that's what I was kind of like getting to. And if he really was making something, like with the bread and the fish and like spreading it out, like uh, he just did a stew. He, yeah. he added some other stuff. He could. Yeah. He he made it work. He just had everybody contribute. You're absolutely right. If they were going out to mm-hmm. a desolate area like that, they would have food. Okay, we we got the stew. Or um, you you remember like manna was was bread. Yeah. Came from heaven. Came out of a stone and things. You can make bread with dirt. I don't, it's probably not very good, but you can. I didn't know that. I'm very intrigued, and that makes a lot of sense. So going from that, then probably where that could be from, and then um, was he making dirt bread, like, even then? Like, there's another option. Yeah, that's wild. I didn't know dirt bread was a thing. (laughs) Sorry, I thought I made it through that one. Mm. I low-key want to try dirt bread. Yeah, I mean... I, I think I'd try it, yeah. If I can find a legitimate recipe, I'm going to make it, and I'll bring it over. I don't think it's going to be a very um, intense recipe. I want a legitimate. <laughs> no chocolate pudding and gummy worms in this pie. Um, I just had, like, one other thing when I was trying to, like, because this is, like, a, this is a big one, so I'm like, I really I wanted to look up stuff, but a lot of it was still okay, w- what I knew already. Yeah. So... But like like little tidbits like the baskets that they have, they're they like stressing everywhere that this isn't the same as a big basket that you see otherwise, and this is like a little hand basket. It could be like a little basket of bread, or maybe hand basket means like bowl, and it is stew. Ah, there you go. I remember it being like this is a basket. Look, they have all this food at the end still. Like, what are they gonna do with all that? No, they have they have a small one. They fed everyone, and the disciples have enough for at the end because yeah. they took everyone first. Like yeah. there you go, I dig that. Yeah, uh, no, I think you're you're absolutely okay. Are you ready to to go on to two? <sighs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So the next section is Matt, chapter fourteen, verse twenty-two to thirty-three. Mark chapter six, verse forty-five to fifty-two. And John chapter 6, verse 15 to 21. So, excuse me. 
So yeah, after that feeding that night, like they were trying to be sneaky because Jesus sends his disciples in a boat across the sea and he goes off into the mountains so that they separate. They're like, oh, they'll never know where he's going. Yeah. Um, John said that it was because the people uh, wanted to make him a king and lead a revolt. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, that I'm not solid on this military thing, but it helped enforce it a little bit. So that's why he's like, we really need to get across this. Yeah. Again, there's a storm on the sea because it happens all the time. Yeah. And Jesus up in the mountains, like it's it's early morning. He's get he sees that it's happening. He's like, crap, I gotta go help them over there. So he walks across the storm and sea, and all the disciples like, what is? It? They're freaking out. Like they they forgot what Jesus looked like or something. He comes up to them. They're like, ah, oh, we don't even know who you are. And Peter's like, hey, well, Matthew's the only one that tells us Peter did anything. Yeah. Yeah. But Peter, like, I'm going to get out and walk on the water. And then he gets scared by the storm and starts sinking. But Jesus pulls him up and he saves him. And then they both go on the ship. And as soon as they're on the ship, the storm stops and they're at land. That's pretty wild. That's an intense story, man. They all thought they saw a ghosty. Just their bro. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you what, what you got your notes on that? You go now. Me go now. Well, first of all, can yeah. we talk about how many sandbars and <laughs> things are in those kinds of seas? Yeah, and I mean, even just let alone what we've talked about with Moses, like tides and things. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Like the way it's the Peter's sinking is described, it just made me think of quicksand because it's just like he started to sink like if you start to get heavy on water you're down yeah yeah because i always saw that as like mystical like as he was losing faith he was sinking you know <laughs> the, the faster he loses faith um you know the faster he sinks but jesus has mm -hmm. got him but no you're you're probably right quicksand that makes sense if there's sandbars everywhere and and a storm not quicksand quicksand but yeah, yeah all that mucky stuff like a riptide mm -hmm. yeah and um nice. so now i'm curious you know what the i can't think of the word <laughs> the ecosystem but that's not the right word but like the this i want to know about like the climate yeah like the climate i guess the ecosystem i i want to know like was it a super salty one you know is it like does it have a bunch of like salt built up around it? Because that could also impact that a lot. Um, Not that you could just walk across. I the don't dead think. Sea. Yeah. Yeah. I well, yeah. The Dead Sea below had the more salt. I yeah. believe, like looking at the Sea of Galilee, like today, it's it's a salted. That's why sea, but it, I don't think it's the same level. I think there's less. Yeah. Because there's you can fish in it and everything. Okay. There's too much salt. There wouldn't be anything. That's true. That's true. It's probably not salty enough to have that kind of a buildup then. But yeah, I want to know about things like that, like the sand, the everything, mm -hmm. all of it, because all of that's important. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, sorry, I digress. Uh, yeah. Okay, I had a little thing, like, it says that the water has all these waves and it's just storming, but Jesus is just like walking over it. It's like, Either he's like just moving it out of his way, like just strutting, 
or it looks like he's walking, but he's actually like, because he's like surfing. Oh my god, yes. That would make sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, how else are you just surfing over? Like, that can still be magical god powers. You know what? I'm here for mm-hmm. it. Christians should accept this as well because that is still power of their god. There you go. He mm-hmm. was just surfing with his own feet. And, and, yep. Yeah, and then Peter was like, oh, I want to try. And Jesus hops off. Peter climbs on, but then he loses his balance. He's like, it's okay, dude. And because, I mean, they're fishermen. They can swim. It's not a big deal. Yeah. yeah. They, yeah. They'll they be fine. <laughs> Besides, I'm sure they've got, like, uh, life. What are those things? The life rings. The. Uh, oh, I don't know if they have those. <laughs> they, they, they had life jackets on, on board. I swear it. <laughs> um, I'm trying to find who said it the best. Be of good cheer. It is I. Be not afraid. Like when he's approaching them in the storm and everything because they're freaking yeah. out. Yeah. If they saw Jesus strutting and he's walking around there, then I think they would recognize him because that's what he does. Mm-hmm. But if you see someone surfing across the waves, then you're going to be like, what is that thing? What is that thing? <laughs> Oh my god, guys, there's a storm and a ghost. We're gonna die. We all watched Pirates of the Caribbean in theaters. We know all about the ghosts mm-hmm. and the storms. Can you imagine the disciples going to watch Pirates of the Caribbean together in theater? Be pretty wild. <laughs> if they just all popped in, like, like trying to think of their dynamic. <laughs> that could be a fun anime. The disciples and Jesus all get teleported into like modern day society. And have to fulfill the same goal. I feel like that could already be one. I hope it is. If that's already an anime and somebody knows about it, please tell us. Yeah. Tell us on our next Instagram post. Because I need to watch the shit out of that. If that's something. I had one more, like, kind of big note with this. Yeah. What do you got? I'm trying to find this thing, but I don't. Just one second. Oh, this isn't even a serious note. I just feel silly now because I didn't realize what it was that i was forgetting um yeah so peter you like you were saying he had asked to come out try this surfing stuff and and he started (laughs) sinking and jesus holds out his hand and he's helping him up and he says you know what they say about guys with with little faith they got little (laughs) peepees you you think you think he'd just be mean (laughs) i mean i think he would totally say that in his totally yeah it has nothing to do with the fact that i abbreviate peter's name as p and accidentally double tapped it and laughed too much (laughs) okay um so talking about the sand and being stuck on something whatever and also the fact that as soon as she's got to them the storm stopped and they were at land they were there i was looking john was the only one that mentions like how far across the water they were at that point when Jesus saw them. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to look. They were going to Capernaum, and they were already in Bethsaida. To get there, they went about, it says, 5 and 20 or 30 furlongs. They don't know. It's 3 to 3 and a half miles. Along the water, that is roughly as long as it would take to get between. So they could have been, like, just stuck at shore. Oh, my God. Like, Dude, what? And, and he just walks right up to him and is just like, hey, guys, don't be afraid. It's okay. We're safe. Because, oh, sorry, to go back to, like, yeah, 
it, it it keeps saying like crossing the sea, crossing the sea, and that just makes you think, well, it's a sea, and you gotta go straight across the other side. It's just like it, it boats faster, you just go out and back in. Because I'm like, okay, where's Capernaum? And I'm finding where Asada is. There's like a little river, and then then the the sea right now. And two thousand years ago, it could have been like more sea, whatever. But it is just like a whoop. Yeah, that's wild. Cross. Whooper cross. Whooper. Whooper. I actually did find my other note because I do have another note. Ooh, what was it? Um, this is about John's misorder of events that I was mentioning earlier. Okay. Okay. So up until John starts talking on this one, the agreed upon order of events was Jesus. Like it, it was already night because you know evening had already come. He was feeding the people, so it was already evening. Um, Jesus sends his disciples to go out on on the boat before him, and then he goes and climbs the mountain. I think all the rest is going to be the same. But when uh, when John's talking, um, Jesus goes up the mountain first, and then the disciples wait until it's nighttime and then take a boat and leave. And I thought that alone was interesting because Jesus had sent them to do that, but they he didn't do mm-hmm. that in this one. But then, like, after that, too, it felt like, I mean, I guess even during that part, it felt like John's version of the story was super dry. Like, there's so many details missing. And mm-hmm. and Matthew was the only one who even mentioned Peter. That feels like such yeah. a vital part of the story. I was shocked. Yeah, that's that. it's always told with that, but he's the only one that has it. Like, Yeah. Uh, there was a note I had um, that there are there were two evenings. Okay, the the first evening in the day, yeah, was at three p.m. and then the second one was at sundown. So whenever it is, that's why there could be things like between the evening, so like the evening star and the evening end. That is so specific and silly if they don't differentiate between the two evenings, because that's something that my mom said constantly is that the Bible is written in a way that people back then and people today could understand and it will it makes sense no matter what <laughs> it's like no just cultures are different and have different <laughs> terminology and it was written by a culture that isn't mm-hmm. the same as what we grew up in it's very different completely different society back then <laughs> <laughs> words just don't have the same meaning okay okay so that that at least clears up the the evening part of it so that would just leave it to, in John's, Jesus didn't tell the disciples to go out. They were waiting for him mm-hmm. and decided to go out. But in, yeah. in the others... When he didn't show yeah, up. Yeah. In the others, Jesus told them to go out and meet them. So I'm like, that feels that feels like an important detail to get wrong because that makes Jesus look flaky. Well, I would get I would go with John's here because he's one of the people that were probably there to them. Where... Um, mark secondary sources so they can have it changed. Luke wasn't on that one, so Luke couldn't find a lot of sources because he was being sneaky. Yeah. <laughs> um, Matthew wants to look cool, so he knows about the plan all along. And if he was being sneaky, he they didn't know. They're like, we're supposed to go. He told us to go at this time, and if he's not, we're, we're going. They don't, and then he shows up. Yeah, yeah. He kept it even a secret from them. He didn't want anyone to know where he was going. It wasn't like the, there was a storm and he called or whatever. He just like he went around 
he had them go. They're like, oh, they didn't go with, he, Jesus didn't go with them, so we'll follow him. We'll go somewhere else. And then at night, he sneaks across the water. It's like, hey, it's I. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, my God. Interesting. I have a hard time trusting John's over the others because John's was lacking so much detail that mm -hmm. the others had. He had a lot of detail. It was just random weird details paired to the other. <laughs> yeah. Like the fact that it called out, it was specifically three to four miles, not three yeah. point four. He's like, eh. but yeah, how it was kind of like, it's like, it could be around here. Like, yeah, that is again, like, I, I know I like that it was pointed out because then we're able to see like, that's very close. That's like the whole trip. I like that that was pointed out too, but I, I'm saying it was weird that he included details like that, but didn't include Peter at all, because that feels like a, uh, a, a big thing to include. Yeah. So it was just like... It does. The details that were included versus the details that weren't included seemed off the balance. Mm-hmm. That's why my very last note on that is, John is very weird at writing. Yeah. As it's, it's all what they think is important. I mean, it, Luke couldn't find any sources about him going into the water. Was John just like not awake on the boat? Was he? he Maybe just he didn't, took a he nap. Didn't see that part? Yeah, because like you were saying, he's like Jesus always naps when there's a storm. <laughs> yeah, but also like you were saying, like the distance that they traveled, they could have easily just been on shore, like just there. So John's like, That's all right, morning, well I'm gonna yeah. sleep until Jesus gets here because we got a big day when he gets here. Yeah. <laughs> So he was probably sleeping for that part. Yeah. And then he he just didn't have faith. He's like, no, no, that didn't happen. I'm not putting that in my thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like, well, I was not an eye account, an eye, eyewitness account. <laughs> Does not go in my book. Uh, no. <clears throat> <sighs> okay. There's the last section. And the last section is just John chapter 6, verse 22 to 71. Yeah, this one was long as shit and repetitive yeah, as it was. shit. It, yeah, because it wasn't really like a, it was just a, t uh, a time when Jesus was talking instead of like things happening. Yeah. Just one of his conversations. Yeah, those ones are always going to be really long. So, mm -hmm. yeah, the people that had stayed on that, you know, that, that were still on that side, that one side of the the sea mm -hmm. they'd been waiting for jesus to arrive back and they grew impatient so they found their own boat. went and met him <laughs> and yeah <laughs> and when they got there, like, yeah i mean that's just just more that he was trying to sneak away and didn't want anywhere because he's just like i'll be back tomorrow guys i'm just going up here and then they're waiting for him and they're like well he's not showing up yeah launch the boat search the sea where is he where is jesus <laughs> <laughs> We must find him. Mm -hmm. So they found him. And when they got there, um, they asked how he got there. And mm -hmm. he told them to stop following him for his fucking food, for his material food, and start following him for his soul food. Because his soul food, mm -hmm. that's where it's at. That's where you get the yeah. eternal life from. And... uh and so, you know, they're asking, how do we do the work of God? And and he tells them about Moses and he says, you know, mm -hmm. believing in him is doing the work of God. Just going to stop there and pause for a second to say, if anybody tells you this, that's a cult. Leave. Don't talk to them again. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying it. Sorry. Um, <laughs> then they ask, 
okay, so what do you do? Like, what what kind of works do you perform? Like, what should I believe in? Mm-hmm. And he's like, you you guys have seen this already. You you've seen and you still don't believe. Uh, they talk about oh oh sorry I skipped a point. I'm sorry I'm I'm pulling a John <laughs> here. I'm misordering. I'm just Josh and John's pretty cool. Okay, yeah. So they're asking like for signs and stuff like what well, what can you do? And they're talking about um, Moses and how he provided manna and Jesus is like, okay, but it was God, not Moses, provided that. Mm-hmm. And they're like, they they ask for bread always. I was really confused by that. That was weird. I don't know what that means. Like, it felt weird from what he said as a response, and it was weird. Bread always. <laughs> That's all I have written down. What, what verse that. was that? Uh, apparently, I didn't write the verse. Um, I'm. Li- oh, evermore give us this bread. Verse 34. Yeah, okay. Yeah, what did you Sir, give us this bread always. Sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, take care of us. This is so good. We keep wanting it. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I mean, that's that when growing up, somehow my mom knew the flavor of what manna was. And she would say that the flavor of manna was whatever your favorite food was. And then, you know, as a kid, it's like, oh, wow, that's so cool. I'd love to try it. And then, but to me saying it tastes like whatever your favorite food is, is like, you just gotta force it down. It's really nothing. You just gotta. You gotta think of something. Think about you like. something else. <laughs> yeah. Which that that leads me back to the dirt kid. <laughs> yeah. Like I like that. Like the mana came in here though, because this it, it goes back to that. Like okay, what what was the mana that Moses got from a rock? Probably that still. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. I was always told that mana was a very sweet bread and dessert. Yeah. And, yeah. That's. There's a lot of speculation about it uh-huh. all over the place. <laughs> yeah, so then he goes, you know, after after they ask him, you know, to always give him the bread, he's like, bitch, I am the bread. And, you know, so he's telling them all about <laughs> the bread of life that he is. And uh, he says, you know, come to me and you won't be hungry and believe in me and you won't be thirsty Y'all have already seen me and you still don't believe. And then he goes on another long speech about, you know, being the son of God and the son of man. Eternal life through him, the bread, because bread is life. Oh, and then then the Jews got really salty because he was claiming to be the son of God. And they're like, excuse me, this is blasphemous. They were also like, yeah, like, isn't this just Joseph's kid? Like, we know your parents. How are you trying yeah, to say that again. you're the son of God, that you're sent from heaven? We literally know your parents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just like at his hometown. I mean, well, this is his hometown. Yeah. 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 No, this you're right. Capernaum. Yeah. Just like the last time. <laughs> yeah. Um, They're like, now you're, your claims are just getting way out of hand like you were a prophet last time now you're the son of god like what's going on like what the hell (laughs) what is this and so he tells them to stop grumbling and uh Mm -hmm. that god has to be the one to draw you to that is the only way and uh not my problem pal just gotta wait for god to draw you he was probably a lot nicer um 
This is the the St. Mary abridged version. And then he gave another long speech that was very similar, but worded a little differently. That made it a bit creepier. And now he's talking about eating his flesh, eating his blood. (laughs) And uh, I can't help it. I have to. This is a fucking, this is a fucking ritual. This is witchcraft. This is witchcraft. This is part of what was added into this religion when, you know, they took over the fucking pagans. You know, my people. <laughs> Go on. Um, Symbolically drinking blood and flesh is some, like, I don't know much about that shit. But I know that that shit gets dark. That gets very dark. It's... It is tying yourself and your soul, your spirit, your every to a, a deity. And let's be real, from what we know of this deity, at least at least the Old Testament, L L is mm, not somebody I want to be tied to. I want to stay as far away from as I can. <laughs> um, so, just saying, communion, that is a ritual. That is witchcraft. Don't forget... Um, so he's going on about what this all symbolizes and, you know, eat of the flesh, mm-hmm. drink of the blood. This is how I will be remembered. This is how you will remember me. Yeah. That whole spiel. Oh, oh, he specifically says, eat my flesh and drink my blood or you will have no life in you. So cannibalism is the only way to eternal life. Yeah, he has a speech talking about flesh and blood and how flesh and blood are related to god and how it's actually a good thing and he taught this all in the synagogue and uh this is this is where christianity gets dark man (laughs) okay because his because his disciples were like yo isn't this kind of a bit much don't you think Mm -hmm. and he's like um are you offended by this and they're like you know i mean it's uh it's, it's a little much he's just like well the words I said are spirit and life. And then Jesus straight up calls them out and is like, I know who of you doesn't believe and I know who of you is going to betray me. And uh, it was some crazy shit. And then a bunch of people were like, yo, I'm out. <laughs> and they turned their back and they stopped walking Jesus. And I was a little confused at this for a second because it still used the word disciples, but it wasn't talking about like the 12 disciples so it was more of what i would call his followers so his followers a bunch of them were just like yeah i'm out which i can't yeah yeah this is getting weird (laughs) yeah like when you get into (laughs) talking about cannibalism that's weird i understand it's symbolic but i'm also a witch and i understand that there's a lot of fucking symbolism in that shit (laughs) i'm not partaking no thank you but uh, yeah, many people would not see that as symbolism if some guy just started talking about eating, eating my flesh and drinking my blood. Now it's obviously a Jesus thing. We get, we all see it as a Jesus thing. They didn't have a Jesus thing back then. That's why it's a Jesus thing. He's the first one. I fucking hope the only one. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this is where Christianity gets dark. Um, and then Jesus turns to his. To his crew, his his 12 disciples, and he's like, so what about you guys? Are you guys going to leave too? And Simon Peter's like, bitch, no way. We got your back. We got you. 
And Jesus is like, uh, are you sure? <laughs> um, he was like, I hand-selected all of you, yet I know which one of you is a little devil. One of you is going to betray me. And then John had to make it very clear that we knew it was going to be Judas. So Yeah. He's not very good at the foreshadowing, but I appreciate that he's out front or out out uh up front and I don't know what I was gonna say without out made sense before. I don't know. Out front of the issue, out ahead, I don't know. I don't know. I appreciate that he's blunt and up front. Yes, blunt. It's a good way to be here. Yes. <laughs> yes it is. <laughs> okay. I know I had some notes on that. Yeah. That was a lot. So let me yeah, when you, about the the Moses and the manna stuff, because it wasn't at, that that like they didn't it wasn't them asking for those breads yet. They were asking like, give us another sign, because we've seen bread from heaven. Moses did that. <laughs> what else can you do? And he's like, what are you talking about? Like, no, it didn't. Yeah, he's like, it came from God. And like, okay, well, can you just give us this bread all the time, please? Yeah, we're starving. And I don't have to make it. <laughs> okay, this is a thought that I had before and was waiting for it to like come up again but Jesus hasn't really talked a lot but how he's always going on about things are of heaven people are of heaven this is this is how you are of heaven I don't it doesn't sound like he's trying to say like uh, actually like of the heavenly realm but it just sounds like any like today we would say, oh, there there were an angel. They did this for me. All oh, this guardian, like oh, this okay. guy. I, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's it's those people that do like these these good things and look out. They're of they're of heaven. They're great. Yeah. Okay. That makes so much sense. That could absolutely be a, a common phrase at the time. Interesting. Yeah, because I mean, it's not. They're not saying our words in english they have their own words and then roughly translated that's kind of what it means yeah yeah interesting okay but see now this is this is the first talk we're really getting into where jesus is talking about in afterlife it seems yeah he hasn't had it before and he finally does yeah but he clearly said eternal life a couple of times here mm-hmm well and uh talking about like raising again at the last day and yeah like going like actually this this is part of it okay given that now he's really just talking in parables everything he's saying is a code and you're not supposed to be serious about his flesh and blood why are we being serious and taking the afterlife literally that's a good point that's a good point nothing he said could be taken literally if, yeah. if literally everything else he is saying is parable why do we stop and draw the line here and be like, nope, this part, this is this is for reals. This is serious. Mm-hmm. When you get to eternal life and, or eternal damnation, like that's that's not symbolism. That's that's something that happens. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I can get behind that because my, my honestly, my view on Jesus, what I what I take away from Jesus personally outside of this is Jesus believed in doing good for others and to others doing it not for yourself and by doing mm -hmm. that that is good for yourself and will heal your soul and just doing good by other people yeah. doing good by the earth just being a kind spirit and he's teaching people to be kind spirits and that that ties into my beliefs because i believe that a whole bunch of stuff but like ultimately the life we live is is how our spirit learns 
because I think our spirit mm-hmm. is way beyond our human life. I think there's a lot to it, but I think that's how we learn. And I think that this this eternal life he's talking about is that spirit. It is wherever that spirit is now. It's outside of this dimension, you know? But the knowledge you learn here will go on to that, and that helps it to grow. <laughs> so, like, I get, I get my own learning teachings stuff from Jesus, so I can get behind that. Because it doesn't make sense to take everything else as parable and then take one thing serious. Mm-hmm. Every time he talks about eternal life so far, yeah, I can't speak to all of the cases. It's, it's, oh, well, I mean, he really hasn't. This wasn't like a thing. There wasn't an afterlife mentioned before. It was, it was I, oh gosh, I actually have to, I wrote, I think a lot of the, the eternal lives that we've talked about was stuff that was in Romans because that was the talking. I, cause I don't think it's come up with Jesus. No, I think you're right. I think you're right. Well, I, I think I'm also just remembering other talks that we're going to get to from him. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to say I think a lot yeah. of his talks that lead to eternal life and talking about eternal life are parable. And it's just that eternal life mm-hmm. in the afterlife that we latch on to call serious. Yeah, when it, it really is just like, okay, you need to eat th- this bread every day to be good. Like, you need to be a good person every day to be fine otherwise your soul your mind you're just gonna deteriorate yeah you're not gonna have a good life yeah you're gonna Um, be stuck living as a cow forever yeah you keep coming back as a cow until you you figure some shit i don't know well wouldn't a cow be kind of good i don't know have you seen the fucking dairy and meat industries lately they're pretty trash i wouldn't want to reincarnate it that that would that is hell. Earth is hell. You get reincarnated as things that go to slaughter. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, um, but back that you when you were like, um, like you can't come to me unless like God sends you. I was hoping like you mentioned like in the same thing. He's also like, but no one can go to God unless they go to me. So it's like a very circular thing, which again goes back to the universe like you got to be introspective about yourself to go and learn about this thing and then you'll get better yeah totally and i feel like i don't know if this is an everybody thing or just a me thing or what but if i don't have the desire to learn something i'm not going to learn i'm not going to retain the information i'm not going to be able to focus trying to learn but when there's something that i care about and i'm really passionate about i will spend hours and hours and hours researching and do that for days you know mm-hmm. <laughs> and so i mean i feel like that absolutely goes into that like you have to be drawn to this vehicle the teachings mm-hmm. offers which is why it's so important for us to come in here with an open mind and i'm glad we're doing this podcast <laughs> yeah okay so then like knowing that that's what he's talking about and then everyone's like you hear what he's saying guys and he's like does this offend you and then he gets sarcastic with them with what and if you shall see the son of man ascend where he was before it is the spirit that quickeneth the flesh profiteth nothing the words that i speak unto you they are the spirit and they are life he's now we have these verses right here where he's laying it out actually he's telling like the things that are talking about are the, the this life that I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Sorry, I like I don't have much to add to that, but like absolutely. Mhm. 
because he's he's again he's just like saying up oh here's another thing like like even even if you saw him ascend up like what other miracle could i do they've all been done yeah because they'd say like elijah went to heaven like what else can i do so like just actually listen to what i'm telling you to do that that's that's what i'm saying yeah just listen and follow yeah that's an excellent point because you're right the miracles have have been done he's already raised people from the dead what more need to see you know Mm -hmm. and and they had you know a whole profession of people that did that anyhow yeah yeah that's a good point (laughs) yeah everyone just got confused they're like talking about cannibal let's get out of here i'm not into this yeah (laughs) Yeah. this is not safe for Um. my family (laughs) okay um now how how you're saying it at the end like the vibe i got at the end where he's um after he's like you gonna you gonna leave they're like no of course not we got you he's like like who out we we trust you and he's like really like even though i picked all you guys and i know one of you is troublesome like he, he picked them because of that he knows they don't get along because they obviously aren't getting along like mm-hmm. he's he's kind of like an outlier in the group and it doesn't have to be like a i know you will betray me like uh you know i've led you this far like i don't know yeah i think you're right i think i viewed it that way because that's how it's always kind of been presented to me but you're absolutely mm-hmm. right like he was like judas was very different from the rest and i imagine they did not get along very well that would make sense that they clash mm-hmm. a lot and more in reference to that you know Mm-hmm. Oh, one one of these thing, days, uh, I, I don't I don't think it'll be like in the future. I want to f- go through the book of Jude. Ooh, that'd be cool. Find it and get that. That'd be really cool. I'm down. I think that's that. That was all I had for. I think that's also all I have. I am the bread, bitch. <laughs> the bread bitch. Yeah. Jesus the Baker's. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the title. Jesus the Baker. He'll get you a good Jesus wake and bake. bake, man. Yeah, that's really what happened that morning of the storm. Cause it, you know, it was really early in the morning. They were all like waking up because the storm was all shaking them around. Jesus came and brought the weed and settled the storms, and it was all good. They just had a nice morning wake and bake. Okay, to go way back into the beginning though, like I had, I had some extra notes. Yeah, just just about like the whole thing. Um. Like bringing up like uh, uh, the whole problem with being a patriarchy, um, like all of his Jesus's words normally sound like he would actually be against it because it is it always kind of boils down to forget about the father, think about the son, think about going like yeah I don't know I mean that's still a man but it's not like it's because the actual the old people in charge yeah yeah, yeah. I I get when he's talking about the son because. When it comes down to it, God's one child was a son. That that's that's a fair thing to say. But yeah, I agree. Jesus would a thousand percent be against the patriarchy. He did not create one gender more superior than all of the rest. <laughs> that is just not <laughs> how it happened. And I'm pretty sure God wants all of his people treated equally. So all of his people. Mm-hmm. Eve was not some backstabbing bitch who got Adam in trouble. He equally sinned. They both sinned. Women are not less than men because of it. Let's get that clear. I think it's Crystal. Crystal. Yeah. I'm pretty good at driving it home too far. But it feels good to talk about it because it needs to be talked about. 
good. <laughs> Did you have more notes? Yeah. Like I mentioned, going back through with like the feeding the multitude stuff and like wanting to get more of an idea of like, okay, what's the symbolism here? What does it mean? What are these numbers for? Hoping to get more of it and really still just getting away with like a lot of the church thing. And it's just a lot of walking away is like you're supposed to just not do anything and, and trust God to, to provide for you. But that kind of leads you to where you are now because you're still not doing anything and just kind of yeah hoping and that that's not what it when it should be like the opposite yeah absolutely <laughs> because jesus always says to to follow me to to do what i am doing yeah not just let me do it for you yeah do as i do and so that's just seeing all that coming like from the the different lessons and things online it just boiling down to that it's like you know they, they, they come away from the story like look how amazing he is he can multiply all this stuff so you know he's got you you can't do anything just leave it up to him and it's fine it's like that's where all this stuff is coming from and it's like that doesn't that's not the point of the story going back to like the because the disciples didn't want to take care of these people anymore they're they were trying to get a break people came and jesus is like okay yeah we'll, we'll still keep doing it and so they're like can you just send them it's, it's night now then you know then go home dinner it's like no let's feed them you know let's 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 do the thing and they're like oh my god can't we just get a break they're trying to come up with excuses and not do it and it's like well no just they're here let's have a potluck let's see what we can do yeah yeah totally totally and you're right though because i feel like i feel like this was talking more about like uh the the point of the story was i, I guess this was tying more to the later one too but jesus provides you resources and then you do it yourself. You can't keep having him do it for you. <laughs> you have to do the thing. He's just going to give you the tools. You have to use the hammer. So, <laughs> but yeah, I yeah. agree. It came across as the opposite. But yeah, the whole coming together and everybody provides a potluck thing. That feels way more Jesus to me. Just going to say it. Mm -hmm. Coming together as a community, sharing what you have, helping each other out. And the, oh, that... Because the people there, sorry, this is a tangent, like, was, they'd know it was a potluck. They'd know, like, what happened. But it wasn't just them and the multitude. The story spreads. It's like, oh, yeah, Jesus, he fed us all. Like, holy crap, how did they, they do all this? And so it gets spread as, like, he did this. And they're like, you have this bread. How did you do it? We want it. Yeah. People asking for it didn't even get it to know, like, what it was. Yeah. Don't understand what happened. They just heard this story. Ah, oh, Yeah. This is how rumors get started, details get changed, misunderstood, and the next thing you know, you have a whole religion, whole cults off of it. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. But it happens. So, cl close on the Bible? Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, did you have a favorite part or anything you wanted to talk about more? I think I already kind of did mine at this point. <laughs> um, I was intrigued i guess by the verbiage used mm -hmm. in the conclusions i came to um with the the men besides like the five thousand men besides women and children that whole that whole tangent i went on but i mean that's that's still that's valid because if like what's actually being taught is like we're just counting the men so that means there was fifteen thousand other people that we're not caring about yeah that we're not caring about. <laughs> yeah. Like, either they're not being fed, or they were also fed, and this is a much bigger deal than we're talking about. 
mm-hmm. because we're just not counting these people as people. <laughs> um, but also, I'm kind of surprised, but I just had fun with the Jesus walking on water story. <laughs> I know this is going to sound silly, but I like hearing them as adults, like hearing these stories as an adult now, because like as a as an adult Christian, I don't think I ever read that story because it was one I knew, like... <laughs> You yeah. know it. All those those ones that you yeah, just know, yeah. I didn't care about as an adult because I'm like, what more is there to know? And now I'm like, there's so much more to this story than I was taught as a kid because kids didn't care about the little details. Like, they were coming from this town and this happened directly after this. And these people followed him and he was going this way when he sent mm-hmm. his disciples this way. And like, yeah. there's so much to it. And I think that's really cool. So just from a theological nerdy sense i guess i think that's really cool (laughs) (laughs) also i i feel like jesus went up to the mountains to meditate i know it says pray but like we know he means meditate i mean that's what it was yeah any anything we we need to to say else before we go if you haven't already seen our meet the hosts posts on instagram go check them out it'll probably be back a little bit now (laughs) but not that far back so we just wanted you guys to get to know us a little better since we've had a few more people listening. Um, figured we'd kind of let you get to know us a bit since you listen to us talk at you all the time. <laughs> so go check those out uh, and let us know your favorite color in the comments because we want to get to know you too. Or your favorite, <laughs> your favorite Bible flaw. <laughs> no, no, no. I want favorite animals because you know what I've been thinking this week? I actually have a post-it because what do I say when someone asks me what my favorite animal is? It's a shark. I guess. <gasps> Sharks, I guess. Yeah. So it's like I, I need to sit down and actually figure out what my favorite animal is because I haven't had one since I was a child and everyone has one. Wow. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. tell us your favorite animal and and your favorite strain hmm. my favorite animal is pandas i love pandas see i like yeah i like sharks i like foxes i like octopuses i like certain types of birds i like <laughs> there's, i don't know how to pick i like the symbolism that comes from a lot of different things about pandas and panda lore in mythology no i just like where they like what they represent mm-hmm. in mythology and I, they're just wonderful and i feel like my energy vibes with their energy have similar energy to a panda. okay so using but but so we're going off a, a mythological pandas so then at that point then i'm like okay do am i a person that includes animals that aren't real do i just say a dragon at that no, point no, no, or no, something no, no, no. well if you want oh. a dragon yes yeah but i mean i don't know if i could do that because that's kind of weird if i I would do have to do like a dinosaur because that was something Fair. that actually was around. But I don't know if I could because it's like don't really know much about them. It's just an idea, so they're just kind of mythical of what they kind of look like and whatever. That's you know, true. You only know so much. I did not mean that I like pandas because of mythological pandas. <laughs> I meant that I, I like know. pandas because of their symbolism <laughs> in mythological stories. <laughs> just to clarify. I like mythological mm. pandas too. Kung Fu Panda is one of my favorite movie series. You know, I haven't seen any. Are of those. you fucking kidding me? Nope. We are watching the shit out of those next time 
we hang out. <laughs> at least the first two. Okay. Oh my God. How the hell have you not seen Panda? I just always thought it was going to be one of those dumb side animated movies and didn't care about it. Oh my God. You have no idea the impact these movies had on my life. You have no idea. Okay, we have to watch those. I'm sorry I'm screaming into the mic. Oh. <gasps> have you okay. not seen those they're so good they are so good well i guess i guess we're just gonna go and do that now and, and... <laughs> yeah 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 fuck seeing each other in person we can watch the shit out of them right now <laughs> oh oh really right, right now? now i was kind of i was just being silly for the listeners i was too but we can yeah oh because i mean then that, that was a real thing it's like well we actually could but i'm like i don't I need to eat, at least. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta take care of a couple things first. <laughs> Whatever. I forgot to say my favorite strain. I have a few, but I always come back to, like, Peach Crescendo or White Widow. Nope, that's my favorite. I always come back to White Widow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a solid one. Indica Hybrid, which is funny because I've always been a sativa girl, but I love me that White Widow. It's good shit. I'm sticking with the ooh-la-la, but that was probably just because it was, you know, a build-up thing. Yeah. It didn't disappoint. That was some good stuff. Is that the one that I have to try out there? Uh, yeah, you tried. Yeah. Some. Yeah. So, yes, tell us your favorite animal and your favorite strain on our Meet the Host Instagram posts. <laughs> and we will catch you in the next episode. Bye. <laughs> See you, pals. Why do you laugh every time? I don't know. It's cute. <laughs>